Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Buzzspin, our second episode that we're really excited to talk to one of our really good friends that lives in Ireland, Luke Ratterman. Welcome, Luke Ratterman. Thank you. <laughs> yep, Luke. Yeah, so Luke is, uh, and this is Dustin and Kelly, obviously. Uh, she's sitting right next to me. Uh, Luke is in Spain right now, uh, sitting on a beach, I believe. Is that correct, Luke? Yeah, well, I just got back to the beach apartment. Okay, uh, well, cl- beach all day. close enough. He's <laughs> been hanging out on a beach in Spain. Uh, he usually resides in Ireland, in Cork, Ireland. But he uh, wanted to get away from the cold, I'm assuming. That's why you're in Spain, right? Yeah, it's like 22 degrees and sunny in the day. So it's, <laughs> it's like 3 degrees in Ireland and rainy and orange weather warnings. So why not? <laughs> oh yeah, so Ireland, we're getting the same weather right now here in California that Ireland's getting. It's been nothing but rain for the last three weeks. Nice flooding, uh, lots of rain, very damp, kind of over it. Wish I was in Spain right now on a beach. True story. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Luke, give us a little bit of uh, background about you know, what you're doing uh, over there in Ireland, and uh, you know your a little bit of uh, background about yourself. Uh, I can say that I've I've known Luke for wow, uh, uh, well, I'm 44, so 39 years now. That's a long time. Long, long time. <laughs> Very long time. <laughs> I lied about my age last night, so. Um yeah, that's interesting. 39 years. I'm like, I'm not that old yet. Oh, yeah, shoot, I am. Yeah, dude, I, like, I'm Luke Ratterman. I um, grew up in California, Vacaville. Um, grew up with horses and cows and chickens and not your typical California, I guess, that people would think of um, from the TV, but uh, Dustin and I have known each other forever. <laughs> and I... Uh, I've traveled a lot. I don't know. I just um, could, couldn't sit still. <laughs> and I ended up in Ireland about nine years ago um, after living in like 15 or 20 states in America. And um, I, I settled there. I like the culture. I, lo- I like the people. Uh, I like the history. And I um, actually love it. It's, uh, it's very old-fashioned America in my mind like how my grandparents used to live and stuff like that it's traditional music and you know everyone sits around at a table and just starts playing music instruments and sings and so it's really cool um and so recently i started doing these pop-up art shows um in cork because one thing i noticed about ireland in well cork specifically is nobody none of the pubs do anything it's just music and chat that's it so in America, you find, you know, dueling piano pubs and actors and shows and there's games everywhere. There's pool tables, all kinds of stuff. But here, it's, it's just beer and talking. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> well, let's, let's do something different. And I, I contacted a bunch of artists and got them together. And now I have a group of about 30 artists that want to do the shows. And I take six to eight at a time. Um, upcoming artists that have most of them have never even sold art before they're either fresh out of art school or they're just doing art on their you know spare time and um, the first night in July and the pub was really excited I approached pubs to, to have a location um, the Friaries Mike is the owner he's actually coming to visit me in Spain next week oh nice <laughs> right on <laughs> yeah. randomly he was like hey I'm coming over 
Let's hang out. I was like, sweet. <laughs> but uh, the pop-up art gallery thing went over really well. On a Tuesday night in the Friary, you'd normally see three to four people max <laughs> drinking for the night. Um, and, we had- and you were one of them, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> never, never on Tuesday night. So, but I was there on a Tuesday night when I asked him. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I offered um, 50 glasses of free wine. I made up a flyer, um, and I went door-to-door to to businesses just to invite all the staff, like the bar staff in in Cork, because I had gone to a bunch of galleries in Cork, art galleries, and there was never anybody there. And also, they charged 50 to 60% um, to sell people's art, which is, to me, pretty massive, but I guess the average in the art world is 50% anyway. So I charged 20%. And I offered free wine for the first 50 visitors, and we had almost 300 people come through that night. The entire place was so packed. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, That's awesome. So, and I paid for the free wine the first night, but it was, it was such a success that the, uh, the owner of the bar, uh, Mike, he goes, I'm getting the wine the next time. Any other costs you need, let me know. <laughs> so, um, so I've been doing it about once a month since. So what piqued your months. interest to, to do art? Um, what's your background in art? Well, I ran out of money, <laughs> and I still wanted to drink at the bar. <laughs> so the art was a, uh, well, my mom was an artist, and she was actually my art teacher in elementary school. Um, she came in, I think it was once a week or once every two weeks or whatever, when we were like five, six, seven years old to do arts and crafts, and she did some a lot of paintings, and it was a beautiful thing. I, I'm close to my mom, so she passed away when I was... What were we? We were 12, 13, something like that. Yeah, eighth, I think we were eighth grade when, she, when, yeah, when your mom passed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was seventh or eighth grade, something like yeah. that. And um, kind of have a mental block of the memory. <laughs> so it was somewhere around there, but it was it was a rough time. But um, she was a beautiful person. Just you, you knew her very well. Yeah. So, and your mom and her were practically best friends. So, yeah. um, I don't know. She just, I, I, she she could have sold her art for a lot of money. Her art's really good, um, and we were pretty broke most of the time growing up. So um, I was like, man, what what a way to support some local artists and help them get their art out there and sell. And and they were stoked when they when they sold their art. The very first art piece, like seven or eight artists, sold their very first piece with me already in the last few months, and they were like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Such a good feeling and an accomplishment, I think, for people that, you know, put heart and soul into something and they see that someone else finds a beauty in that. Um, And I think that's really amazing that you're doing that for people and and really your mom would be so proud. Yeah, thanks. Hey, you got to edit this part because I can't talk now. One lady, uh, this one lady made me cry. She's um, from the Ukraine, and she's a, I'm not sure if she's a refugee from the war, but she doesn't speak any English, so I can't really converse with her much, but um, she did her art with me at uh, December show, December 1st, for the first time, and she had prices of like 10 euros on her original paintings, and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, like, no, up the price. She goes, oh, okay, you know, whatever. And her daughter came to help translate, Eliza. She was really nice. And um, she put them up at 30. And I was like, 
make this takes you like 16 hours and you're going to charge 30 euros and uh anyway i moved her out of the way and priced them for her <laughs> good i was like 150 170 120 <laughs> and she sold her first piece for 170 euros oh that's cool and, uh, oh wow originally originally her entire collection was priced at 170 and she was she was in tears uh, so it's just so she went to my second show and she sold three more pieces for over 350 euros total. Wow. Uh, really kind of smaller ones, but uh, she's a beautiful artist. So she's, she's very happy. Yeah, and that's that's really neat. And that's something, you know, when we were in Ireland recently uh, visiting you in Dublin, uh, that we saw, you know, this, uh, we, got, we saw the war in Ukraine uh, up front in personal and right in our face with the refugees that yeah. were staying above us. And you see it all over Europe. You know, we're a little disconnected all the way on the other side of the world here in California. But to see it up close and personable and to, you know, just to, I mean, it's sad. It's really sad. And yeah, it's to anything you can do to help them out. That's pretty awesome that you, you're able to, um, you know, show her art in, in uh, your, your pop-up shows that you're doing there at the Friary. That's really neat, man. That's cool. Yeah. So... And her daughter was ecstatic and she was stoked so it's, it's really it's neat to see other people's joy my, my passion in life is to make people laugh happy basically <laughs> and, <laughs> like, and you like, do do that <laughs> you so. have a very jovial laugh like Dustin does yes <laughs> <laughs> yes I, well i remember when when we were in italy and we were down there on the uh the beach pier out there and kelly could hear us you know a half a mile away laughing uh, and, and it was and it was pretty busy she could hear us walking up and we were laughing <laughs> yeah it was an easy way to find us <laughs> oh man so what? So what are you doing right now in Spain? Are you, are you uh, talk about that right now? Why are you know why you're in Spain? Obviously, it's warmer there, but uh, any any adventures that you've been on recently in Spain? Yeah, well, um, I've had a couple visitors from Ireland that have come over just because I have the apartment here for two months, and uh, they're like, "Why not get out of the terrible weather?" and um, I've gone out, <laughs> we've gone out a few times, but it was funny because uh, the first visitor I had, we played a game called Guess Where They're From. Um, <laughs> and so we sat in, front of, sat in front of the promenade and just yelled out countries like, Germany! <laughs> Russia! <laughs> and they would all stop and be like, no. And most of them were from Finland or Sweden. Like almost everybody. It was weird. <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, and uh, we played we played points, and a lot of people started the crowd started gathering behind them, <laughs> watching us yell at people. So that night, we got really drunk that night, and I don't even know what happened, but um, we had fun. Sounds <laughs> like it. My, that was New, that was New Year's, and he left. My buddy left, and then another buddy came, and we were walking um, in town. Uh, you know, to a pub or past a pub, and the guy, <laughs> bartender, came out. He was just opening. Up. He goes, "Hey, Luke Cassandra!" I was like, "Oh, I know that guy." <laughs> 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 what happened? 
then we went to an, another pub called Texas, which is owned by Sweets, and it's Texas themed. <laughs> but uh, he, he also was like, hey, what's up, dude? You recognize me? And I was like, geez, we must have had a wild night then. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember singing on the table with Bon Jovi, and the whole entire bar started erupting in song. <laughs> <laughs> so you're so you're dancing on tables in Spain, all right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's difficult. I, I thought I could talk to people and just be social like normal, but um, the language barrier is tough. So I got to dance on tables to communicate. <laughs> oh man. Well, so let's turn, let's let's circle back a little bit. We kind of went down a rabbit hole there for a second, but let's circle <laughs> <laughs> let's circle back and you know talk a little bit more about your you know pop ups here that you're doing with the pubs. Are, are, is there any plans for you to expand this, or, or are you just going to focus on keeping I, I, it at the friary right now? No, I, I've already done another show in a really big pub uh, that's really old. And we had 12 artists and a famous local sculptor there, marble sculptor. Mm-hmm. He actually um, displays in the um, uh, Blarney Castle Gardens um, during high season, oh, wow. his marble sculptures. And um, he sold, I think it was a little over 3,000 euros worth of uh, marble sculptures at the last show that we did. Um, and he was, so he was like the centerpiece. And that was, it, it's a big pub. I don't know, but it, it was a lot of work, to be honest. And... Um, I'm kind of lazy, so I want to do one that's a bit smaller. <laughs> the, the smaller ones, because like, I, I do about 20 hours worth of marketing for each show, and that's like face-to-face. I actually partnered up with the marketing company for the big one, um, and that didn't pan out. Uh, they did social media marketing and actually spent money and used staff and everything, um, but it didn't like people didn't come from that. So I think the face-to-face marketing, local, just walking into businesses, coffee shops, bookstores, like the kind of places I think artists would hang out or artsy people. And that's what I've been doing. That's, that's what brings the biggest crowd. Yeah, and, you, and you're so social anyways. That makes sense that uh, you're able to market. I mean, you're a great marketer all the way around. You, you'll talk to anybody. You have the gift of gab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you used to that's be a... My profession is sales, so I have to do it. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, so, what you did miss was an amazing story about how Luke ended up in Africa. What we ended up editing that out. Um, but if you do know us, you probably have heard the story, and it is pretty wild. Uh, we're moving on to just talking about where Luke has been. He's traveled all over the world, so here we are. Um, a lot of places. Romania was fun. Um, Moscow was interesting. Russia. Not not the <laughs> Moscow's not the country. <laughs> but, uh, um, my most memorable traveling experience was probably my bicycle ride for charity from San Francisco to Seattle, which was sixteen hundred and eighty three miles of wow. riding a bike and that that was cool because my cousin and I and three others um, were sponsored by Red Bull. And that was when, before Red Bull was big, back in 2000, I think it was, 2001. Bikefortcharity.com, we had a website and everything, it was really cool. Arnold Schwarzenegger um, sent us a letter and signed it to send us off. And the mayor of San Francisco was there to see us go. It was really, we were on the news like 20 times. No, oh, that's awesome. Um, on the way down. 
it was really cool. It was really fun and rewarding. It was obviously for my mom's memory. That's why my cousin and I started it and, and um, with our buddy uh, and for his, his aunt's memory of dying from cancer. So, and obviously Dustin, I went through cancer with you as well. Uh, well, you went through it. <laughs> yeah, but you, was there, uh, you were there all the way, through, every step of the way. Um, and it was just it's a tough thing. I don't, I don't like it. So I want to do everything I can to help support it. And I've never been a major athlete, really, but um, riding your bike 80 miles a day through the mountains and stuff was mental. But we I, I'll never forget the 75-year-old woman um, was a masseuse, and she was like, people were giving us things the whole way, you know, just like for charity. And she, she was offering us massages after the, the long ride. And uh, she, was a, she was a little frisky. <laughs> she massaged me, and uh, she, she was definitely like you know, you know, they go kind of between your legs. So she, she went a little too far, uh, like every time. <laughs> and then uh, she goes, "Oh, she's so nice." And she was in a small town in Oregon. Um, I forget where exactly, but uh, it all it was pretty oh, kind of an obese town. And she she goes. It's so nice to feel raw muscle again without having to go through all that fat. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, um, I, I think one of the the funnest experiences that we had, well, we've been on a couple of trips with you in Europe. We went to Italy yeah. with you. Uh, the Actually, that's a great story. The uh, pop-up nightclub yeah. where you and Kelly thought that we were getting kidnapped and taken out in the <laughs> middle of the country. Totally. Which, I did. I thought we were getting kidnapped. Yes. With, yeah. with, with Mike. So did I. Mike from, Mike from Ohio that was our, our guide. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, that, was, that was a pretty memorable experience. Shout out to Mike if you're still there. <laughs> <laughs> I I just remember us meeting him in the, uh, the the square right there, and then we went to two different pubs and had drinks, and then we the vans pulled up, and there was a group of uh, Swedes, right? Were they Swede? Yeah, yeah. Swedish, yeah. Yeah, and then the uh, group of the and then the Israeli guys, yes. and we all got in, in there, and then we VIP'd. We went out in the middle of nowhere in the outskirts of Rome, and there was this giant. Pop-up pop up club. club out there. There must have been what I yeah. what five thousand people plus in a two. Oh, that was crazy! Yeah, the biggest nightclub I've ever seen. And we met the NFL player that we hung out with in the VIP section the whole time. Yeah, from the yeah, he played for <laughs> he the Carolina cool. Panthers. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that and, was cool. And then the yeah, but that was that was that was a pretty cool experience. I mean, we we literally, I think we partied till like four or five in the morning. We had to be at the Vatican the next morning at. Uh, nine o'clock for a tour. <laughs> so that we, that we missed. <laughs> we ended up missing it. Didn't we miss it? I think, and then we had to reschedule. Yeah, it. We did. We, we, no, we, we made went. it. We went. Yeah, oh, we did. we that, missed that, it the day before. Funny, oh, that's right. The Sistine, the Sistine Chapel. I still think Michelangelo is a shitty painter because I was so hungover. My eyes were blurry. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was so hot too. I was just sweating because we were so hungover. Uh, yeah. It was a painful you tour. <laughs> you, can't, you can't even stay in the lines. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! And looking at all the penises like broken off that were. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> oh, that was nuts. And that then, was nuts, literally. And then to, to you'd have, and then the guy that had to go uh, uh, later on match all the penises up to the statues that were broken over. 
uh, broken off. That <laughs> you know, going around and <laughs> it, it was in. It, it, I, was, my, <laughs> I, was th- I was thinking about the nun that broke them all off. That was really pissed off about him. Why did she keep them all in a box under her bed? Then <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a nun. It was a pope. It was a. Oh, it, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was a pope that broke them off with a with a hammer. And then put them in a box, or maybe I don't know. Somebody, probably one of the clergymen, uh, were like, "Hey, these are pieces of art," and this guy just like demolished them. I'll just go around and grab them, and we'll just put them in storage. And maybe someday, when he's dead, we'll put them back together. And that's kind of what they did. So then they went around, and that I don't know who the guy was, but he had to go match the penises to the statues. So, anyways, the yeah. interesting <laughs> history story about uh, the Vatican. Uh, it's like this, this one looks like it would belong to you. <laughs> well, on that note, I want to thank Luke for joining us all the way from Ireland, and this is our second episode of Bun Spin. Thanks for joining us, and look forward to the next episode. Cheers. <laughs>